Hey everybody, welcome to the very first episode of the PJ Show. And today we have Greg and our topic is about Black Lives Matter. He is gonna give his brief introduction of who he is and then we're gonna go right into the topic today again, which is the Black Lives Matter movement. So Greg, how are you? Thank you for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm alright, given everything that's going on, but for those of you who are listening that might not know me, my name is Gregory, but most people call me Greg. I go to the University of Illinois in Arena Champaign, and I don't have any, like, side houses or anything. I'm mostly, I'm mostly just chilling this summer, you know, despite everything that's, like, currently going on or whatever the case may be, but, yeah, I'm just ready to kind of go back to school and whatnot. Yes, are you excited to go back to school? Yes, 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 I am, because I, <laughs> like, because I, I've, I've pushed myself to, like, get more involved in, like, student government at my school, mm-hmm. so, like, like, more than what I was my first, uh, freshman year, so, yes, definitely something that I'm looking forward to, but, however, one of the things that I, I realized is that people, we, we say Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, but there are also chants of saying people saying all Black Lives Matter, and I'm a I'm, I'm a firm believer of that too, because it, because what I realize is that even within the Black community, we still have we Black people as a whole still have this um have this thing of saying of putting their blackness before everything else, mm-hmm. and that when that's just simply not the case, especially when it comes down to like the black LGBTQ community as well. So, Greg, how do you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on currently? I feel pretty good about it. I feel as though it's great seeing the unity coming out of the Black Lives Movement and or the Black Lives Matter movement. And I also feel like it's really, it's just really nice to see like how unified it is. Like, being queer myself, it, it doesn't really sit right that when people tell me, oh, I'm black before I'm gay. When it's like, no, I'm like, both, I'm one, if they, both, neither identity comes before the other. They both go hand in hand, hand in hand, and they both sit on the same pedestal and hold the same weight because they encompass who I am. So I'm a firm believer of all Black Lives Matter. I definitely you know? agree and, with that. Yeah, and like, I feel like now in, in this time, we're, we're starting to see chance of that, and I would, and I would really, and I would think that we should change the, um, change the name Black Black Lives Matter to All Black Lives Matter. I feel like that would really like would really be symbolic, even though we do need to get past symbolism shit. But what <laughs> <laughs> I, I do feel like that would be a, that would be a good. That, to show solidarity with um, the black people who feel like they are being excluded and are being left out, you know, and are put beneath the regular cis, hetero, yeah, um, black people. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all Black Lives Matter. So then, what again does that mean to you? At you know, identifying to your identity, you touched on it a little bit before, but like. 
why is it so important and so symbolic to everyone? Because well, well to all black people. Because it's important it's, it's important to re- to recognize that black people are not like the black community is not on enough. Like, yeah. We shouldn't mono- we shouldn't monopolize everybody as that and and make it seem like this this heteronormative thing is just like touching every black person and that's how every black person is. That's not the case. And that's just simply not the case. Like there are there's versatility within the black community. There are different kinds of people. Especially you know, and it's important to include and encompass all of that because an assault on one black person is an assault on all black people. And we need that we need that unity. We need strength in numbers. And it does us no favors when a black trans man or a black trans woman are being are being are is being killed somewhere in, in America mm-hmm. and there's no outrage about that. But somebody but George Floyd gets brutally murdered in the middle of, in the middle of a street by a cop and then everybody going home and has a has a complete fit about it. Not saying that, you know, George Floyd's death is any less important, but it's to say that it's as equally as important as the death of a black trans person or a black queer person, period. Yeah, it should be the same outrage as what you're talking about. Yes, exactly. So how has police brutality um, affected your life and those around you since we brought up the George Floyd incident that happened? I have a younger sister, so but I haven't really seen either one of my parents like had that conversation with her. Like as a black like as a young black girl who will eventually become a young black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, have, have, like, I have not seen them really figure out how to properly have a conversation with her about what's going on, about every, everything that's going on in the world, because at the end of the day, it's like, how can you do that when, how can you tell her you have to do this, 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 this that, and the third to be safe when all of those methods have now been compromised? Right. When all of those methods have actually are, we're seeing that adopting those methods can still leave you, put you in danger of being arrested, of facing unlawful, place facing the unlawful um, whip of the justice system, or it's out, unfortunately, outright being killed in the spot. Yeah. And then when you when you first said like it made me question my own safety, it really made me start thinking about like, you know, a lot of black intellectuals or a lot of black people that thought that they were safe because they had all the money, all the education, all of this and all that. Mm-hmm. That it's really putting in perspective like it does not matter. Your skin is what can determine your life expectancy yeah. at this point. And the thing and with that I feel like that's what, and this is, and this is the part, and this is my eyes. Part of me, I'm beginning to want to double down on a lot of black conservatives a lot more. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and like, trust me, I, I, like, I, my issue is not with the fact that they are conservatives. It's the fact that I noticed that a lot of black conservatives are supporting a lot of the ignorant, bigoted politicians. Yeah. And, you know, like, and, and, like, of course, the obvious being the president, but there are so many more other politicians that black conservatives are throwing their support behind. 
And mm-hmm. I found that to be very problematic because your conservatism isn't a problem. What you believe in is what you believe in. That is that is entirely up to you. Yeah. However, what is you know you know what I'm saying, but what's also up to you is who you support, is who you listen to. And I don't think it does you any favor supporting a person, supporting a, uh, a platform that is that does not address the issue that you have as a black person. Because what I noticed is that people like CJ Person and Candace Owens, they mm-hmm. they champion their conservatives, but they want to champion themselves as, as so as being so pro black. But it's like. But your president isn't doing anything to really address it. He's just signing a, a bunch of bullshit executive orders that's not changed, that's not, that's, that's lacking substance, that's not doing enough. It's really made me question, like, okay, well, how safe am I? Am I, am I really? How yeah. safe am I in my own home? Because, you know, you, you can, I can bring up the Breonna Taylor issue and how she was gone down her, in her own home. So now, now the other day I was just thinking to myself about this. And I was saying, wow, I can't even sit, I can't even be in my own house. Like, like I can't, like, imagine being a parent and you can't, in knowing, in seeing that situation, seeing what's been happening with Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Avery and George Floyd, just, just the name of you. Hmm, there are so many few. more. And it's like, as a parent, you can't even talk to your own kids. It makes you can't sense of it. You can't how to be safe because they're not even safe in their own home. You can't even, you're not even safe going for a walk. Yeah, how can you develop yourself within the movement as a black person? Because it's making everybody look at themselves like, what can I be doing more? What I can do differently? So explain that to me. Well, for one, like, honestly, I've been wanting to go to protest. I like I like I've always envisioned myself, imagining myself, or at least fantasized about myself going to one. Like and part of I feel like part of the reason why I don't do it is because I get kind of squeamish at the idea of like me wanting to do it and then somebody around me telling me, Gregory, no, I don't think you should do it. It's dangerous, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like but it's like we need to like I know it's dangerous. It's shit, it's dangerous not doing it. True. <laughs> continuing, to, continuing to allow the same shit to happen is is more dangerous to me. At least I'm doing something with my time. At least I'm doing something that's right by doing it. So one of the things that I do want to develop more is like really just getting out there, like being on the front lines. Like I like I had signed petitions. You know, I, I I've been behind the scenes. I've been like I've been adding my adding my opinions on my social media platforms and like you know, adding other people's opinions and resources, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I feel like there's still more that I could do by, like, really just being, like, physically being there, physically being out there marching, shouting, being angry with people that, with people that look like me and with other people who are fed up with how black people are systematically treated and oppressed in, in, in society. Yeah, I think that we need all avenues of people at this point. Like, we need all forces. If you are protesting, you are protesting. If you are mm-hmm. marching, if you are marching, if you could do a combination of all those things, then do that. I, I, you know, I've been hearing a lot of stigma about protesters and even the rioters, looters, about, you know, you've heard them too, I'm sure. 
of yeah. you know protests ain't gonna do nothing it ain't gonna help nothing or rioting y'all just mad ain't nobody gonna hear you alluding what you need to loot for da, da, da. but it begs the question why are these people looting because of poverty exactly and, that, and, that's, something, <laughs> and that's something and that's something that I definitely did touch base on like when the looting, the looting non crap started, I was like, I'm not sanctioning looting. I'm not sanctioning uh, people destroying public property and whatnot. I will never do that. However, don't act surprised. Like, like don't be surprised and don't act shocked because at the end of the day, you gotta understand why. Like even as a black, even as, like me, even as a black person. I can recognize, Mom. I can recognize that I have a level of privilege. Me too. You got to think about, or you got to think about the the socioeconomic statuses of different groups of black people. Mm-hmm. You got to understand that it's a, it's to understand that I'm I'm really, I'm middle to upper middle class. I, I you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I I never I never wondered where the next meal was coming from because my parents are both making over over sixty five thousand a year. So I never I never wanted to that. people to succeed anyway because it's like well if my mom never went to college or anything like that then they don't have the experience for when I first go be first generation or just you know things in that realm of stuff like it's just it begs the question why why haven't we helped our people enough why is it like this capitalism yes that th- these are the ramifications of capitalism unfortunately yeah. and so we need to work on well how can we do better because, yeah, you can point fingers at people all day, all long, all day long. However, is that fixing the problem? Is anybody offering solutions, uh, programs, anything to help these people that we pointing fingers at and saying, well, they shouldn't be doing this. They shouldn't be doing that. Well, what are you doing? Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. And it's also worth saying that, like, it's not just the system, but it's also the people within the system. Yeah. You have to understand, like, the system is only as good as the people who, oper- who operate and function within it. I'm a firm believer of that. That's why when I hear people saying, oh, I'm anti-capitalist, et cetera, et cetera, like, I got, it's like, 
personally, I kind of pause for a minute because I'm like, am I really, am I really anti-capitalist or am I against what people have turned capitalism into? Or am I against like what, um, how it's being, how it's functioning right now in society and how it's literally just oppressing everybody who's not white. They even and like liberating us from from the burden of having to worry about a police officer just barging food and like killing us. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, I feel like that that is like that would be a really good start. And another good start would be just um black people really just coming together, really getting really dismissing the notion like I said before, or just dismissing the notion of of oh, you're black before anything else. Recognizing that all black lives matter. Recognizing that regardless if you're straight, or queer, or trans, or non-binary, you, your black life matters. Thank you for that, Greg. Thank you for giving me your thoughts and concerns and letting me ask all the questions. I really appreciate just you <laughs> in general. Um, we need more people like you and especially, you know, we all hold different roles. I mentioned that before I, you know, we got the protesters, the marchers, the writers, and we also got the people, Mm -hmm. the thinkers, the educators that the people that, you know, that can build something up and create maybe a better system. And you, to me personally, you're like one of them. (laughs) So (laughs) thank you. You're definitely one of them. For definitely for sure. Just the fact that you like have this podcast is like, yeah. Thank you. That's pretty. That's amazing. Uh, I appreciate it, and I will definitely have you back when I, you know, talk about other different topics as well. But Mm -hmm. thank you for coming to the PJ show. We will have more people (laughs) talking, and love you, Greg. Always. Love you too. All right. Goodbye. Hey, everybody. It's PJ again on the PJ Show, and we are here with... Kalia, a.k.a. Ruby K. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yes, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Um, I am from Chicago, the South Side. Um, I have a business of my own called K Magazine because I'm going to school to be a journalist, so I want to start my career now before it's too late. So let's talk about... The topic today will be about Black Lives Matter, you know, with everything going on after the George the George Floyd um, incident that happened. And then a bunch of incidents before that as well with Black people and incidents even after him. Did you hear that 120 pe- 126 people was killed um, since his death? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
black people through po- police brutality and mm-hmm. ra- white racists. Yes. So, um, yeah, it's definitely still an issue, a big issue at that, even after all of this, all the protesting and uh, signing petitions, donating been happening. How do you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? Um, How I feel about it now is that I am excited. I am like in a joyful, spiritual vibe that I have because I see so much change is happening. I see so much of so many black youth, especially my generation, coming and saying like, we not sinning anymore. We not going to be quiet anymore. We are actually moving and we actually are demanding that change so i love that the black lives matter to this in this era and this generation is like really taking effect and i really love that about what's going on and about us yeah do you think that um with the pandemic going on like that had do you think that had something to do with the momentum Mm -hmm. of everything like can you explain that yeah i I really think i feel like the uh, pandemic is kind of like a curse and also kind of like something that needs to happen to us like to give us time to like really sit down and not have be so distracted with what's going on yeah with work yeah school and mm-hmm. all that like no nah, everyone is at home it's an equalizer yes and i really feel like the pandemic really helped us sit down and educate ourselves and also it's like don't we can't you know we don't have nothing else to do so like you're not nothing else to do but also it's like let's educate ourselves more let's do this pandemic as a way to like let 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 the white people know that y'all wrong and let the world know that black people are human and we are powerful and we need to shine more than y'all doing us period for me it was just like man just seeing everybody united together and then now even more people mm-hmm. like all 50 states was protesting yeah and in different countries you mm-hmm. know it's black people in london and yeah. france and germany and there are you know white people too with them that was protesting like look this is a problem mm-hmm. and yeah i just really i thought that was beautiful i i thought the same way like trayvon martin that's when like i know i knew about black lives matter because i knew everybody had a hoodie hoodie on and i was very young but i also love like my my body was just like full of joy because like we was coming together and like we had something of our own like Mm -hmm. we always had something else but like this is something that nobody else can like you know control this has made me think about how do you think the mainstream media portrays the truth about those affected by police brutality? Um, they ain't doing enough. They not doing enough because I feel like they still look at us as criminals. And like the orange man that's in the White House, I don't consider him as my president, but like, you know, he calling us ghetto and calling us criminals and calling us thugs. And it's like, you know, an ignorant person is in charge now so it's like more ignorant people is following behind him and just like it ain't going well just like the loot you know what happened in the riot and you know the looter and what you know all the protests going on and yeah. they was just focused on the white the black people you know looting looting really, and i'm looking at like you know um white people was doing the same thing too ma'am and sir exactly. so get and together they started kicked off all yeah. the violent acts and the burnings of the mm-hmm. buildings we got it's on social media is evidence yeah evidence yeah <laughs> so it's just like they still looking at us criminals they not fixing nothing they ain't trying to fix it yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I don't like Kanye. Um, I used to, but I don't. But I don't like him. You know, I understand that he did the George Floyd. He had gave money to his family. He gave some money for his daughter for her college tuition. But I feel like it's all phony because, like, he said that slavery was a choice. You know, he had the Donald Trump hat on, and he never was for Chicago. Like, he came to, you know, to get shoes or come to the Sunday service. But it's like he never really was for his he really not for his people you know i understand he has like you know mental illness but some you know the things that he did and said and how he trying to like help i feel like it's funny because he don't want to seem like the bad guy he don't want nobody to stop following him or stop entertaining his music so i feel like he's trying to you know help out but it's like we all know what you said and like you know i forgive but i don't forget and i don't like his yeah. what he doing and like oprah she fake you know she never she from chicago but she ain't never for her people uh, and <laughs> it's, it's just like you know these white people like you know they like i'm reading books or i i know that i have the privilege it's like okay you you had to wait till what's going on now to figure that out it's just like certain behaviors that i'm seeing is like you're trying to do it so you don't want to seem like you're racist and it's like you don't have to like do these things just do it because you want to out of your heart don't do it because oh let me do it because i don't want to select the bad person or my agent or somebody in your ear telling you do it just do it because you know that what's going on and you and you know that your people is hurting us and you need to fix it and fix it because you want to preach i feel you <laughs> um yeah i feel like it's it's the persistence at yeah. this point now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you did that. Now keep doing it. We yeah. need to see, keep seeing some different actions. Mm-hmm. We need to keep seeing this. How how can you develop yourself within the movement as a black woman? Um, how can I develop myself? Well, right now, um, I started my K Magazine because of what happened to George Floyd and what happened to Breonna Taylor. And I wanted to use my voice. I always write about like what's going on and keeping it private. But like I wanted to like change that and I wanted to like let people know that I, this is my generation. I want to fix it so when my little sister, my little cousin be old and around my age, I don't want them to go through this, you know? And it's yeah. like, it's for, you know, what happened to the young boy who got hung? And it's like, I don't want them to like, see these things that I'm seeing that my aunts and my, you know, my great aunts seeing. Constantly Constantly seeing. seeing. So it's like, I'm using everything in my power, my words, my, my, um, my strength that God gave me to like show them how I feel and also can you end it before my little sister grow up and be an adult and how to, you know, be in this life that we are in now. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with you. I think that we all have a role within this movement now. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever, if you're good at protesting, gathering people, um, creating donations, I mean, giving out donations, creating, setting up spaces to give donations, mm-hmm. uh, education, mm-hmm. educating people, writing, whatever you're good at at this point, this is when you need to shine. Yes. <laughs> this is when you need to keep pushing forward yes. and whatever talent you got, whatever, because we all, I feel like, is on this earth for a purpose. Yes, this is when you tap into that uh-huh. and you like, you develop it to be something bigger than what you could imagine yes. at this point. Mm-hmm. And that's why I appreciate you. Thank you. And your magazine and you starting this like yes and then at this point now it's just keeping it up and mm-hmm. making making it better. <laughs>
I want to become a black activist and I've been educating my mom and Like them. I said, you already and are. Yes, it is you like, thank you, but like, I really been focused on that and I really been educating my mom and my brothers because they young and they feel in some type of way. So it's like, I want to be so involved with what's going on. With that, a question I want to end off with this whole um, interview is what does black liberation look like to you? Um, Just joy family like be not being afraid to go outside it's just like just coming together because i feel like this what's going on has really helped us come together even more and it has really valued that we are powerful than we know it and it's like i really hope that we understand each other, not place each other. Oh, I'm up here, you down here. I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see us hold hands. I want us to help each other black businesses. I want us to like, I don't care you light skin. I don't care you, you know, dark skin. We are still one. Black liberation to me looks like that. Yes, yes. Right. Togetherness, accountability, agency, love, mm -hmm. peace, respect. Yes. Um, All in one. <laughs> bunch of other good <laughs> adjectives okay. that fit in that category. Yes. Um, so, yeah, thank you thank for being you. here. Thank you. Uh, make sure y'all again go and follow her Instagram, K Magazine, with two E's at the end. I love y'all. Have a blessed one. Yes. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the PJ Show. I have with me as a guest, James, so you can introduce yourself, say who you are. Hey, good evening. Like you said, my name is James. I'm 21, black male, Chicago native, and uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you for being here. So, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? Hey, you know, I cannot complain. I'm here, I'm breathing. I'm healthy, and hey, the Rona going around. I'm tested negative for it. I'm, I'm just, I'm great. How do you feel about the Black Lives Matter movement that's going on? How do I feel about the Black Lives Matter movement? Well, personally, I think it's bittersweet. I say this because, from as far as what I see or what I've seen. Uh, given my situation, I can't exactly be out there. So my only source is talking to people and seeing what I see down my timeline and things like that. So just based off that, uh, I think that it's kind of unorganized, right? Um, you got a lot of separate po protests out here that's out here asking or that has different demands, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, talking to a couple of my friends, and most of them that they've been to have been pretty, pretty uh, well organized. But as far as the demands, you know that um, that they're asking for, no one is really on the same page, or you know they're just out there to make a statement, you know, and that's that's all fine and fine and well, but. As far as progress goes, like, where are we headed with it, you know? On the positive side, you know, I do think that it's real dope to see uh, this uh, 
this growth in the black community, this uh, becoming more unified and getting, breaking down those walls. Because mm-hmm. I know uh, being in Chicago, you know, you would have neighbors, but that it's, it's, this, it's this thing where it's like, oh, yeah, be neighborly to your neighbors, you know, being friendly, this, that, and the third. And uh, I feel like where I'm from, a lot of people got had their guard up and we don't have those conversations. But given given Lona and then everything that's going on now, you know, you see a lot more conversations being held and this, that, and the third. So I think, I think it's a lot of positive that's coming out of this. So I know you already mentioned this before. So, like, given the circumstance, would you say, like, you know, with the coronavirus and everything going on, do you think that that, like, was a big um, leverage and like why the movement blew up so so much that it did. Uh, I would say it definitely has a a part to play in it, uh, a big part because usually cops murdering black people is nothing, right? So this isolation within the house, you know, maybe people's uh, people can. Uh, turn their attention to it more. I've never been a victim of police brutality, but I do know family members that are close to me that have experienced it firsthand. Yes, you same know, here. Uh, one of being my father, um, just certain stories that he's shared with me about getting in altercations, actual fist fights, you know, with police officers. But obviously being his oldest son uh, and the things that he's been through, some of that reflects down on me. So just uh, stories and talks that we've had has developed these thoughts or this certain mindset for uh, the Chicago Police Department or just police in general. How has, like, those teachings and stuff made you feel just about the police, which you and your own personal relationship? Mm. So, um, uh, with me, it's not all hearsay, like, as far as, oh, I've just heard and seen things mm-hmm. uh, to make me feel a certain way about them. I've had, I've had, had uh, interactions and in, uh, encounters with police before. Uh, out of out of all of them, I wouldn't say that it has left a positive um, effect or mindset on me with given those altercations with them. Uh, one being, I mean, I've been pulled over a couple times. Uh, I've I've actually been in handcuffs and. Uh, that situation, it it was way blew out of proportion. But what else, for me, what else am I supposed to ex- expect from them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, That I mean, that's a real thing, too, for a lot of black men, what they have to experience. And it's like, well, I, sometimes I think it's kind of insensitive to ask them, well, how did you feel exactly at that moment? Because at that moment, especially how you just said was blown way out of proportion, like that's humiliation and embarrassment that they, because they have all this power and they 
can do that if they cho- choose to sometimes. So especially with black people, they don't do that with everyone else. Um, do you think that the mainstream media portrays the truth about those affected by police brutality? The media portrays whatever light they want to, no matter if it's correct or not. True. We already know the type of light media portrays on black people in general, like no matter what the situation is. We've seen it countless times before where black people has been the victim of murder compared to white people or non-black people in general, but especially white when they are the actual murder murderers, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like if you see a black man or just a black person in general, uh, black woman, trans, etc. It's oh, um, uh, uh, gangster, gangster killed using those uh, negative, uh, negative connotation to demean the life of that person. Where if you were to compare it, right? Yeah. It's like oh, especially with the to go back on that, especially with the pictures they use as well, right? Visualization plays a part in it too. So mm-hmm. going back to comparing it to a white person, uh, when when this white guy went into the church and shot up all the all those people, what what they what do they call them? Like school shooter. They don't use that type of language when talking about those type of people. So just based off of that alone, you already know that there is a bias. There's a bias when it comes to explaining situations uh, pertaining black people. I definitely agree with that. Well, you know, me personally, I'm not exactly a big celebrity person, right? So I don't, keep up with uh, what a lot of people are doing. I just focus on what I can control, right? Mm -hmm. Or what directly or kind of indirectly affects me that I can control. So what I think about black celebrity responses is that I don't really have much of a response. I don't don't know what every black celebrity is doing, and I don't know what every... Black uh, black celebrity is doing behind closed doors. You know, everyone has their yeah, you know, everyone has their own method or their own way of supporting. So, just because I don't see every one of them being vocal about it or like posting pictures or uh, anything like that, doesn't mean that they aren't helping in other ways. It's not on me to condemn other people and what they're doing. I just focus on. What, what I can do to help and what I can do to make things better. I completely agree with you, but I wouldn't say but. Adding on to that, um, well, black celebrities and stuff like that, they have the platform. And I think that's what a lot of people and how they feel like, well, you need to use your plat- platform because it's not just black people that listen to you. It's all different races, all different types right. of people, right? that you're getting paid and money for it. So when you don't speak up about certain things, you not only doing a disservice to yourself and your own community that you came from, you also doing a disservice to the people that you are giving your music to, you know, like mm-hmm. how are you listening to black artists, but you don't understand black problems. You did talk about yourself individually. How can you develop yourself within the movement as a black person? Uh, you know, uh, I would say the the best way for me to develop myself or 
things that I've been practicing is to become more educated, you know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people try to speak on things that they don't know everything about, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they just take one thing that they can relate to or one thing that they agree with, and then they run with that instead of assessing the whole situation, uh, getting facts, and then uh, going from there. So uh, the best way is to just become more educated on top of once you get that once you get that education or that information, spread spread it, you know, uh, once you know it's factual, you spread that information. Knowledge is power. So mm-hmm. as long as you are spreading that and then having conversations about it, you know, to help another person understand because they, they, they might be lost. They might uh, be confused also about, like, black advancement. So... Yeah. Because, I mean, what are what are at the end of the day? What are what are we working towards? It's to advance as a people. It's to uh, progress and be on one accord. So once we can have the, those conversations, we can agree on we can agree on stuff, and we can. That's like taking another step forward to that end goal. Right. I believe uh, black liberation. Uh, looks like total self-sufficiency, you know, or independence. And not saying that we don't need other people because, of course, you need other people. It's all about who you know, right? So if you think about the United States, uh, we don't make everything, we don't do everything by ourselves. We we trade, we form alliances, right? Mm -hmm. So to to become self-sufficient, so we are able to get to that platform to be able to call ourselves something and be able to sit at that table. You, uh, There's a lot of people sitting at the table to, to make decisions for us when we should be making decisions for ourselves. Um, right. Like liberation, to relate it to something uh, on a most, on a societal level, right? I think it looks like segregation, segregation, right? But let really? me explain that. I don't mean it by like things are labeled whites only or colors only, right? Mm-hmm. But in the sense that we are owners, right? And that we have power within our communities, that we have land, a government, or at least heavily involved in politics with people that not only look like us, but are for us as well okay well so it's definitely a lot of moving parts to it and you mentioned it before like ultimately the goal is to have ownership and Mm -hmm. for so long black people in history we haven't fully got that all the way (laughs) you know right so it will make sense that people that that is that that's the goal that's the basic thing that we've been missing thank you for that thank you for being here today and answering these questions i really appreciate it and i do agree with you with some of the things that you have mentioned like it's a lot of work to be done and i think that ultimately i'm optimistic about everything and what's going on um 
I think everyone has a role and mm-hmm. everything is necessary to get to the point where we have that ownership and we have this sort of like table of our own. It's definitely mm-hmm. going to be a lot of moving parts um, and a lot of work and a lot of um, holding people accountable and holding ourselves accountable as well. So again, thank you definitely. for being here. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. On the Thank PJ you. It's show. Been a pleasure. It's been a real pleasure. All right. So there will be more. Tune in next week for more right. on the PJ show. All right. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank y'all for tuning in on the PJ show with our three very special guests. Next week, we'll be talking about a new topic. So be on the lookout and make sure to follow my Instagram, which is is a PJ underscore and my Snapchat, which is Trish PJ. And stay tuned for more content that will be put out next Friday. Have a great day, great night, whichever time you are listening to this at. And be on the lookout every Friday. There will be a new podcast up. Peace.